Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome back into the Tide Talk Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Stacey Blackwood, and joined, as always, by Jake Thomas. Jake, what's up, buddy? Man, doing great, Stacey. Uh, you know, I'm glad we got to put this live show out for everybody. Uh, you know, um, yeah, you know, we got some good games this week, but it's kind of a boring weekend for us because there's no Alabama football. So, We'll survive it, but we'll get on the other end of it next week. And we got a big matchup with LSU coming up. So we'll talk about it a little bit too. Yeah, we got the the bye week blues this week. Uh, yes. You know, you always look forward to the bye week uh, so the players can get rested and kind of get healthy again. And then as a fan to kind of relax for a Saturday. But once the Saturday gets here, you know, it's Friday night and tomorrow it's it just don't feel the same with Alabama not playing. Yeah, it don't, and uh, you know it's they're, they're going. It's a much needed rest for them guys, but you know, for, as fans, we're like, come on, man, we we want to play, you know, because right. you know, see, you know, I, I, honestly, this team feels a little bit different than that one that showed up at A and M. It's like it sparked a fire under them, and they've been playing great here lately. So I want to see that, you know, coming out next week as well. You know, I hope this bye week don't don't stop any kind of momentum. So, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. As, as people start to tune in, uh, the chat is open. So uh, we, we can, t- I, I want to, I want the chat to be on fire tonight. Okay. okay. Yes. And uh, I, right now I'm going to go ahead and share our stream to uh, our Facebook page and to our Twitter page. Cause I, I didn't do that earlier. So uh, we're going to do that right now. And uh, hopefully we can get some more, eyes on the set but uh like i said the chat is open so uh feel free to chime in at any point in time and we'll do our best to kind of get those uh, on the screen and, and kind of talk about those but i gotta tell you about our friends at betonline.ag uh the world series is going on right now and if you want to bet on that that's the place to go nba is, is in full swing now they've played for a couple weeks uh, of course, NFL is is on fire. College football is on fire. And betonline.ag is the place you need to go to place your bets on any of those sports. And right now, sign up today on their all-new and improved website, both on a desktop, laptop, and your mobile device. Sign up using the promo code BELIEVE50, and you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, where the game begins. All right, like I said, guys, the chat is open. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Tennessee matchup that happened last Saturday because we have not done our recap show of that. So we'll touch on that for a few minutes. And we're also kind of going to give out some grades for, for all the position groups. So we're going to do that here. And like I said, the chat is open for anybody that wants to jump in and let their thoughts be known So or any questions that you may have. So uh, with that, Jake, let's just talk about the Tennessee game real quick from last week. Uh, it almost seems like ages ago now. I mean, it's, it's Friday, so it's been nearly a week. But uh, just your initial thoughts on that Tennessee matchup. You know, it kind of played out like I thought it would. Um, I, I thought Tennessee may hang around uh, until at least the second half uh, because depth wise Alabama is way too strong for them. And, and we saw that late, in the, you know, in the fourth quarter, it, it was a totally different, different uh, team because, you know, we still had some fresh players and Tennessee was just give out. So uh, it got, uh, it, it got rough there in the fourth quarter, but, you know, it, if I'm a Tennessee fan, I had, you know, I probably say that was kind of a successful, you know, uh, not for for Tennessee, even though they lost, but you know they took the you know probably the one of the best teams. I mean, they Alabama is one of the best teams in the nation to to the fourth quarter at least, and you had a chance to win. But debt wise, you're just not there yet, and that's got to be some encouraging stuff for uh, for Tennessee fans. But for Alabama, you know the 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 usual happened. I mean, Will Anderson 
is playing out of his mind right now. And, and without Will Anderson on that defense, I hate to see what the defense looks like because, I mean, he's everywhere. He's in the backfield. I mean, he's taking double teams, triple teams, and still getting back there. I mean, it, it's amazing. That kid is, is spectacular. But uh, offensively, Bryce Young is still Bryce Young. He's, he's an amazing talent. B-Rob, I mean, uh, John Mechie, uh, you know, you had him as your offensive MVP, and I, I would give it to him, but him and J-Mo both had great games, and that's great to see. Uh, you know, there's no drop passes, it seems like, much anymore, so that's uh, that's another positive to see as well. And the offensive line played really good, I thought. So everything just seems to be gelling right now, you know, offensively for the Tide. Yeah, I mean – the, the offensive line, uh, since you just kind of left off with those guys, um, you know, they're they're a group that's just, you know, slowly gotten better each and every week. They're still not elite. They're probably not going to be elite. The ceiling is probably, you know, not very high for this group because, I mean, if you think about it, right now the only guy that is a for sure NFL player is Evan Neal. So, uh, I mean, I think guys like Darren Dalcourt and Javion Cohen – uh, and Emil Ekior have a chance to play uh, at the next level. But, you know, Chris Owens is probably not going to play at the next level, uh, at least not consistently. He may, you know, bounce around from practice squad to practice squad, but he's not going to be a starter in the NFL. You know, and, and last year, and we've talked about this several times, you know, you had Landon Dickerson, Deontay Brown, and Alex wow. Thurderwood. So wow. it's, it's a little different this year. And I think people need to realize the ceiling for the offensive line is not what it has been the last couple of years. So, uh, and that just is what it is. I mean, it, sometimes you don't have the the amount of dudes that you have in other years. So, the offensive line it's a work in progress. Their ceiling's probably not as high as, as other other seasons past. But uh, like you mentioned, wide receiver group: Jamo, uh, John Mechie, Treshawn Holden. Uh, I think those three could be really good players for this offense and Holden is a guy to watch out for the second half of this season he's come on strong the last couple of weeks I think he's got about five catches for over 100 yards and, and a touchdown over the last couple of weeks uh and like you mentioned Mechie and Jamo are are just stepping up right now they're they're you know doing what they need to do as as the kind of one and two punch from that wide receiver core uh and you mentioned the drops. Uh, J-Mo did have a drop last week against Tennessee, the very first snap of the ball game. That's right. Uh, yeah. Billingsley dropped one that was a for sure massive pickup, if not a touchdown, mm-hmm. there in the second half. But uh, other than that, it's it, it it's gotten better. I'll say yeah. that. It's gotten better. Uh, the offensive line is playing cleaner. Uh, Brian Robinson and Rodell Williams are a great one-two punch. Uh, Brian Robinson is that bruising power back, and Rodell just has so much pop in his game where he can just pop a run, you know, for 25-plus yards at any time. And you mentioned Bryce Young, Jake. I, I I don't know how to really put it into words, but a guy that's this young to be that poised and under control, uh, I don't know that I've seen anything like it. So uh, he's just going to get better each and every game, and he's been a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. And uh, I tweeted out uh, during the game the other night, but – Bryce has finally figured out that he can make plays with his legs, and that is bad news for the rest of college football. Because when he don't have anything, you know, to go to throw to, or he don't have anybody to throw to, and he can run, run it. He's dangerous, and that is going to be something to see, you know, and going going forward. And, yeah, yes. Cassie, you're right. It, it it feels a little odd this week with with no Alabama football. Thank you for, for jumping in there, Casty. Y'all follow Casty's lead. Jump in the chat. Give us your questions and comments about Alabama football, and we are here to talk about that, and we would greatly appreciate that. Also, do us another favor. Subscribe. If you're not already, already subscribed on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Like our post. Share it to every Facebook group that you know that's that's about Alabama football. And let's bring as many people in here as we possibly can, and we we would appreciate that as well. Uh, defensively, Jake, it was such a weird game for Alabama and Tennessee. It was kind of a a microcosm of the entire season, all in one game. You know, we've seen games this year where Alabama just doesn't really give up nothing, and then you see games like the the Florida matchup and the Texas A and M game, where they kind of run up and down the field on the defense. The Tennessee game was, like I said, a microcosm of the entire season. 
the Tennessee coming to the game with the fifth ranked rushing attack in the country, averaging about 250 yards a game. And Alabama shut the running game down. Right. Uh, they didn't do anything on the ground. Uh, and then through the air, Jake, other than what, three plays? Yeah, three or four. Uh, I mean, yeah. they, they didn't hardly do anything through the air. It's just, it, I don't know what the deal is in the back end of that defense. But for whatever reason, either they get misaligned, they they blow an assignment, uh, or like in Job's case, he just don't get lined up like he's supposed to get lined up, and he's looking at the sideline, and you get burnt for seventy yards. It just it just happens far too often. Yeah, it does. But you know, defensively, I, I remember uh, saying uh, we did we kind of did like a preview show. And I remember both of us wanted to see more out of the defensive front. And Philadelphia Mathis had a game, and a couple others. I can't remember who else got involved, defense, you know, on the defensive line. But I remember him showing out the other night along with Will Anderson. So, you know, we're going to need more of that. But you know, the 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 front where they seven eight guys there. I mean, like you said, they shut down the running attack, and that's what Tennessee was been you know living off of this year. Was right. running that ball, and then Henry Hooker come in, and then gave them a little little extra on the passing attack, a little more accuracy. But they're, they're still known to run the ball and run it really well, and we shut that down. And I mean, honestly, without them three big plays, they think they had like maybe they would only have maybe 150 something yards to the air. Right. I mean, so I mean, it felt so weird because it felt like it was. It should have never been as close as it was, and it felt like a blowout. You know? Literally, the defense played an excellent game, other than three plays, three yes. or four plays. Yeah, and Absolutely. you know that that can be that can be the difference uh, in the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> yep. okay, Cassie again. Right. She's so, oh well, happy birthday, Cassie. Yeah, it was her birthday tomorrow, so I think she she's four. She's forty, right? Yeah, yeah. I think she's, she's closer. Yeah, she's, she's closer, gonna kill me for that. She's closer to twelve than forty. <laughs> no, uh, but no, she'll be twenty nine. So, uh oh, yeah. uh oh, she might not want you telling people that, Jake. <laughs> oh well, I didn't think about that. We are Jake alive, is anyway. Jake is Jake is in the doghouse. Oh well, it'll be all right. <laughs> I stay there, <laughs> but uh, we all do. We all do. Yeah, but yeah, but, it was just weird. You know? Yeah, well, it was a weird game, but, but yeah. Alabama gets a what a twenty-eight point win, twenty-four point win. Yeah. So they uh, covered. So. They covered. I think it was fifty-two twenty-four. So that's twenty-eight points. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, just a. It's so it's crazy, and this it kind of shows, you know, Alabama fans we're not ruined or we're not spoiled. We're ruined. I mean, yeah. we're, that, that's what we are. We're not just spoiled. We're ruined. Uh, it felt so weird that a 28-point win didn't feel good enough. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, sure. So, it's just – uh, it, it's crazy, the world that we live in right now and, and how dominant Alabama has been. Uh, and it's not easy to do. Look at Clemson, Jake. It's it's oh. not easy. I mean, you, you miss on a few offensive linemen and a quarterback, and you're back to being the average football team like Clemson is. Yeah, Clemson's got some struggles right now. That's – that's crazy to see because they was up there with the you know as an elite team you know the yeah. last several years, but you know not not having a, a good quarterback and not having a good a good offensive attack running the ball has hurt them. Like you said, offensive line help as well. But and they have crazy. a lot of injuries. I mean, they it's, do. It, it, we need to be fair. They I think they have like ten plus. Uh, scholarship players that are out with injuries right now, and it may be closer to, to seventeen. So uh, it's it's crazy. All right, yeah. All right, C- Cassidy's okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> and she's ready for basketball and baseball and softball. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. That's, we got that coming up. And uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of men's hoop, plays in just a couple weeks. Yeah, no, n- next week. Next week, yeah, it's crazy. The ninth, so, I think. Is it the ninth? So. Might be. It's here. It's, but. it's coming up soon, about 10, 12 days away. So, looking yeah. forward to that. Should have a really yeah. good team again this year. So, uh, and we'll talk more about that once it's a little bit closer. Uh, yeah. But uh, that's, don't really want to spend a whole lot of time on the Tennessee game. 
I say that and we spent almost 15 minutes talking about it, but, uh, we always do. We're, we're pretty good at rambling, but, right. uh, but real quick, Jake, uh, let's, let's look at, let's go to the defensive side of the ball first, Jake. And, uh, and let's kind of give some some grades to each position, positional group. Uh, let's start up front on the defensive line. Uh, now eight games in, in the bye week, how, how would you grade the Alabama defensive line? I give them a B at this point. You know, they've had some games where, you know, especially Mathis. If, they, if Mathis wasn't there, it'd probably worse than that. But but he's he showed up, showed out. I guess you technically can, you know, I still say – you know, Will Anderson's kind of like a linebacker, but he does. He's a linebacker. He's yeah, a linebacker. So, so that's why if it was a defensive guy, he would definitely be like an A plus. But you know, uh, but there'd be games where they just don't. There, there is no stats whatsoever given the defensive line. You know, it's yeah. just all over the road. But, but I would give them know, a B right now. Yeah, I, I'm with you. That's about what I would give them to. Uh, Fidari Mathis, Byron Young, they're about the only two guys that just are disruptive. I know. On a, on a consistent basis, Mathis more than Young, but uh, those two guys have played really well. A boy B, I, I was watching the Tennessee game again just the other night, and and I noticed he was more active against Tennessee than he has been all season. I did notice that. So I, I'm hoping that he's you know going to turn that corner. He's a guy I love. I've loved ever mm-hmm. since he signed in that 2019 class. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really hoping that he can turn the corner and become a disruptive player for Alabama. But I'm with you about a B. B minus for the defensive line. All right, let's move to the linebackers. That's going to include Will Anderson, uh, Drew Sanders, Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell, Christian Harris, and Henry Toa Toa mostly. Uh, due to injuries, That's there, there's just a handful of guys there. What would you give those guys? Oh, I mean, it's an A-plus just because of Will Anderson. But all them <laughs> guys, you know, Anderson alone had, has killed it. But, I mean, Toa Toa here the last couple of weeks has gotten a lot better. Uh, Harris is still disruptive, and uh, when when um, you know Harris, not Harris, um, uh, Allen. John Allen, Christopher Allen went down with the injury. Drew Sanders, you know, stepped in and stepped up and played and played well. So yeah, you know, losing him, I think we should be getting him back here pretty soon. Yeah, there's uh, a chance he plays against LSU. Yeah, so that's going to be that's going to help a little bit. Uh, Dallas Turner, you didn't really hear his name much. Uh, when he was in, but, but, you know, he, he did his job. Uh, but overall that unit has been, you know, other than, than a couple, you know, missed, you know, blown, blown coverages out, you know, just leaving the middle of the, the uh, field wide open on uh, up the middle that has played great. And Will Anderson is the key to it because I mean, you, he's just a force. And that, like we have said before, I don't believe him or Derek Henry is from this planet because they're, they're not human, so it's, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to share the the, uh, the the live stream in different groups and stuff, but uh, yeah, I would give I would give Will Anderson an A plus, obviously, and yeah. and collectively the rest of the guys would probably get a B plus, uh, because I'm with you. I think the last two weeks, especially Christian Harris and Henry Toa have had their two best games of the season. Yeah, and like you mentioned, when when John when Jonathan Allen, Christopher Allen went down against Miami, uh, Drew Sanders played really well for the few weeks that he was in there until he got hurt against Ole Miss. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, Dallas Turner, you know he 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 played his role. I mean he yeah. he did not do anything to to you know cause a problem for that defense. So uh, I was really proud of the way he played. And uh, I, I'm with you. I, I think the linebacking group is is probably the strength of the team right now. Yeah. And we really thought the secondary might be the strength of the team going into the season, uh, maybe outside of the linebackers. But uh, now that we're talking about the secondary, what would you give those guys? They're, they're kind of a weird group. They are. <laughs> they are. Um, and, and that uh, and that Mississippi State game, I'll give them an A. <laughs> uh, overall, the the rest of the season, it's probably like a B plus. You know, I, I still feel like they can play better than what they have, but you know, they played outstanding. You know, in a couple like Mississippi State, they they played great. Had a couple interceptions, I think three total. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss, they sh- you know they. I don't think Matt Corral had many deep passes against us, and they they kind of held the ground there. But 
other than that, you know, it's it's about a B plus because I feel like they can be better than what they have been, but B plus is still pretty good for for the unit. Yeah, you know, uh, the busted coverages, man. It's just yeah. It other than the busted coverages, they play fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't really get, you know. They don't lose one-on-one battles is what I'm trying to say. You know, I mean, like, if, if our guys, they're in coverage, they usually make a good play on the ball. Yeah. It's just that there's too many blown assignments. There's too many misalignments. I don't know what the deal is with that. But it's frustrating, Jake. It I mean, it, it, I'm with you. If, if you – and you can't do it because it happens. It's part of the game. But if you take away the, the busted coverages and the misalignments – I would say this has probably been a, a an A minus effort for the secondary this year, but with those plays, it's probably a B minus. Yeah. So, and that just shows you the potential that the group has compared to what the the group has done so far this season. And and guys, I'm thinking about Malachi Moore. Man, he's not making the plays he made last year as a freshman. Right. I mean, he was a he was a turnover machine last year as a freshman, and he always seemed to be a playmaker like Minka was. Just you know, he had a knack for the football, and it's just not been there this year. Right. Uh, it's just a, a sophomore slump or, or whatever it is. Jordan Battle seems to be playing his best football ever since he's been in Alabama the last couple yeah. of weeks. So I'm really happy to see him do that because I think he's got a lot of potential. I do too. We, we need more from that other safety spot, though. DeMarco Helms, he's battling injuries. We know that. Yeah. And Daniel Wright. I mean, Daniel Wright's been there for 100 years, and he's still the same <laughs> player. <laughs> yeah. He just he just for whatever reason he can't get it, man. And uh I, I I'm just I don't want to question Nick Saban. I don't want to question anybody on that coaching staff because they forgot more about football today than I'll ever know about football. Right. But I, I I thought if you remember back in week one against Miami, we started Malachi Moore opposite of Jordan Battle at safety because DeMarco Helens was still dealing with that ankle injury from fall camp. Mm-hmm. And that was probably one of our better performances, all you know, from start to finish in the secondary all season. Why have we not went back to that? Right. Yeah. Put Branch at star and Malachi Moore at the other safety opposite of Jordan Battle. I'm not sure. I I don't know the answer to that. I'm sure there's a good reason or they wouldn't be doing it. Right. But I just feel like that might be our best option at that safety spot, especially with Helms banged up. Yeah. And, I mean, that secondary, you know, that's why we thought it was going to be the strength of, of the defense because it's talented. I mean, it's uber talent over there. I mean, Joe is – I mean, they, they hardly throw to his side anymore except whenever he's looking towards the sideline to get a play, you know. And uh, But but on the opposite side of him, Jalen Armour Davis has played outstanding this year, I think. he He's done his, his job. No doubt. And, uh, you know, a lot of people was like, ah, we, we, we want Kool-Aid. Well – I mean, none of our guys have, have to me, have done anything wrong to lose their jobs. And Kool-Aid's just going to have to wait until the next – he's just the next man up when one of these guys leaves, you know, goes to the NFL, which is probably Joe this year. Ain't he a junior or a senior? He's a senior. Senior. So, I mean, Kool-Aid being next year, but, but J.E.D. has not done anything wrong. He's actually played great, uh, I think, all year. So um, – you know, yeah, co- I, corner I corner is not a position of need right now. I th- nope. I think both corners have done as good a job as you could ask for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's just that other safety spot opposite of Jordan Battle. I mean, right. it's just I hate I hate to you know kick a man while he's down, but it's just the fact. So uh, if that can get cleaned up, I don't care who it is. If that can get cleaned up, the defense is going to be just fine. Absolutely, especially especially in the secondary. Yeah. All right, let's let, let's let's look at the offense real quick, Jake. On the offensive line, we've talked a little bit about them today so far, but what what would you grade those guys out through through the first eight games? The offensive line, yeah, uh, I'll give them a B a B right now. Uh, yeah. They're um, you know they're gotten a lot better here lately. Uh, that that Mercer game was just I, I don't know what was up with that. I mean we we struggled early with them, but. And like you said, it's a work in progress, and they have gotten a lot better each week. Uh, Chris Owens is starting to finally come into his own, uh, which is good to see. Uh, you know, Dalcourt had some trouble snapping the ball. I think that was against 
A&M. Uh, A&M, yeah. It was just all over the place. He's, he's got that ringed in. Uh, that left that left side, uh, Neil and Cohen. They, I mean, they're they're just monsters, you know. So uh, that's probably the strength right now. And and Ekior has done his job, but I, I would overall would give it a B. And by the end of the season, I think it's going to be B plus to A minus. I think they're going to continue to gel and, and get better. Yeah, I think when when it's nothing too crazy for them to block, you know, no stunts or loops mm-hmm. or or anything or anything like that, I, I think they do a really good job. Mm-hmm. It's when the, the defense becomes more complex and the blitz packages, you know, kind of go to a different level. That's when the, the inexperience starts to show up from a guy like Darian Dalcourt and Javion Cohen. Mm-hmm. So, and, and now from a Mill Ekior standpoint, standpoint, he's not lining up beside Landon Dickerson and he's not lining up beside Evan Neal anymore. Right. So his job is even tougher now. So, I think I'm with you. I would give them a B minus, uh, but I'm with you. I think I think as the year their ceiling, like I said earlier, is is only so high. But I do think they can work their way up into a B plus, maybe an A minus if they kind of exceed potential just a little bit. You know, maybe Javion Cohen becomes a a really good player. I mean, I think he's a good player, but he's still not quite a a really good player, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, I think. I think the jury's still out on those guys. I I think that uh, they have a chance to improve a little bit more. Uh, but I, I'm not going to say I'm disappointed in the offensive line because I expected some from, some struggle, and for the most part, I mean, they they've done they've done good enough. I mean, I don't think they've cost us any any. They didn't cost us the A and M game. No. I mean, we no. we. So I. What I'm saying is, is even though we've had our our struggles there, they haven't been bad enough that it's cost us a game. So, right. uh, I, I want to kind of cut them some slack a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I two two points I want to make real quick. Uh, if you've asked me the question, if this if we can win a national championship with this offensive line, I would say yes, 100. percent Yeah, I, I think. You talk about their ceiling. Yeah, they may have a ceiling, but I think collectively they're good enough to still win a, a national championship without a doubt. And the other thing is I, I saw a little bit of leadership from Evan Neal. I, I might have been might have been that Tennessee game, might have been the week before, but I remember we gave up a sack on the stunt play like he was talking about. And, you know, he was getting in – I think it was Cohen. You know, he's like, man, you got to get that. that that's your guy. Because he, he looped around behind Neil and another guy come. Neil went out there to get that guy, but Cohen had his eyes over here right. and just missed it. So, you know, there, there's finally leadership happening on this whole team, and that's that's what we was lacking the, lacking the first couple of weeks. So it's, it's good to see that finally people are stepping up, and, and it's, showed, it's showed in this team here the last several weeks for sure. Yeah, and and I'm with I'm with you. I think the leadership overall on the team has improved, and I think you're, that's why you're seeing the team itself improve on the field. So Absolutely. It, it goes hand in hand. Uh, the 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 teams that win championships are player led. I mean, you look back at last year's team. You look back at, at LSU's team in 2019. I mean, Joe Burrow was the heart and soul of that team. Mm-hmm. Much like last year, you know, Mac Jones and Landon Dickerson and Najee oh, Harris yeah. were the heart and souls of, of, of that team. So, uh, when, when teams are player led, that they, they can they can achieve great things. So, if this team can find that even this late in the season, there's no doubt in my mind that they can win a championship. Absolutely. All right, let, let, let's look at the wide receivers, Jake. Uh, it's been a weird year for those guys. Yeah, but the, but they are they're coming along now. I think. What, what, what would you what would you give them as a grade? I give them an A minus right now. I mean, JMO, uh, he started out hot. Uh, besides a couple of drop passes, uh, he he's been one of the the key cogs on you know at wide receiver. Uh, Mechie started out slow, but he's finally he's kicked up real quick. Um, and uh, you know we was trying to figure out who was going to be that third and fourth option uh, wide receiver wise. Uh, Holden has come in, played really well. Uh, Bolden has been consistent all year, uh, for the most part. Uh, so I mean, I, I give them an A minus, and and you know they're 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 fine. You know, I, I'm not worried about the wide receiver core. They're since the drop balls, besides one or two here 
have, you know, gotten a whole lot better. Yeah, I'm going to go B plus, and I'm kind of including the tight ends in this group as well, okay. because uh, a couple of the drops, especially against Texas A&M, yeah. really hurt that the, that they were drive killers. Yeah, and and that, that a couple of them happened late in the game. Billingsley, one of Billingsley's and, and one of Mechie's drops were late in that contest when Alabama could have held onto the ball and maybe milked the clock and come out of College Station with a win. So uh, I'm going to go with B+. I'm happy with the way they're playing right now. Uh, just just got to get the tight ends to to be more consistent. Yeah. That, that's really all I'm looking for. Latou and Billingsley need to be more consistent. They have the talent. It's just about putting it together and, and, and playing more consistent football. But I'm, I'm going B+. You went A-. minus. All right. Uh, running backs, Jake, it's uh, – I think me and you're going to agree on this. I, I want to say it's an A minus because they've actually surprised me a little bit. I know McClellan's now out for the year, but before yeah. he got hurt, he was making plays. And and Brian Robinson is just he's he's kind of been the the bell cow of this offense. He's especially over the last three or four weeks, he's really helped move this team forward and find a more consistent running game. And now with McClellan out. Rodell Williams has really stepped up his game and played really well. We, we, we may not have that true just playmaker like Najee Harris was, but I think overall as a group, they're, they're playing pretty well right now. Yeah, Big Rob, like you said, he, he may be, you know, the, the key guy on the offense outside of Bryce Young. And uh, he's, he's, you know, he waited his turn in Alabama. And uh, when he finally got it, he's, he, you know, latched on and, and he's played great this year uh you know like you said before uh jace went down he was playing great uh and then uh hate to lose him but you know uh roy dale had the opportunity and he stepped up and played uh seems like man now the the wide you know rob series with the running backs has got some injury you know her i uh, saw that wheaton may not play at all this year because of his injury so you know mm-hmm. just Touch a little, you know. As long as we got them two guys, uh, B. Rob and Rodell, will be fine. Of course, we're still not thinking about, you know, uh, Trey Sanders. Of course, he got in late in that game, but it seemed like he he lost some of his playing time of the way that Rodell's been playing. So, but but I think A minus is perfect for them. Yeah, Steven says it's the drop balls with the wide receiver group and false starts with the offensive line. Yeah, um, it's drop passes. I think probably make me more infuriated than what a false start does. I don't know why, because if you think about what all has to go right, just for the quarterback to be able to throw the ball to the receiver at a certain spot on the field, and then he drops it. I mean, everybody else on the field had to do their job right for that to happen. Right. So it's just, that's frustrating to watch, but I feel like that's getting a little bit better. It's not where it needs to be, but it is getting better. Uh, Thanks for commenting, Steven. Uh, and by the way, guys, if you want to drop your grades for all the position groups in the chat, do it right now. Absolutely. Yep. We'd love to look at all that and kind of talk about that a little bit. All right, finally, Jake, quarterback position. Uh, I think we're both going to say A-plus on this. No no real reason to ask you. But Bryce Young, man, um, we knew he'd, he'd be good. Oh, yeah. But I didn't think he would be this good this quick. Yeah, I didn't think he would have a Heisman caliber type season this year. I thought it might have been next year. Um, the running back group is underrated for blocking. Yeah, they've done a really yeah, good job. They have. Um, but and and by the way, that that's why we haven't seen as much Trey Sanders. Yes, as what some people are, are have been hoping for. Not only is he still not one hundred percent healthy, but he's he's not Brian Robinson and Roydale Williams or Jace McCullum before his injury uh, at picking up blitzes. So uh, th- th- that's part of it. You got to, you got to be a, an all around back. And I, I want to, you know, Bryce Young, I, you know, I, I don't know exactly whose fault it was, but I don't know if it was Bryce, if it was Bill O'Brien, but during the Tennessee game, we had two delayed game penalties after freaking kickoffs and Saban okay. went absolute bazonkers. Okay, uh, you know. Saban, Saban spoke on this. Okay. Or or I've heard 
heard this from somewhere else. I can't, I've heard this and it's, it's from a legitimate person that apparently in both those situations, uh, they didn't, the, the officials did not put the ball on the, on the hash that Alabama wanted. So they had to move the ball, but they never reset the, the play clock. Oh, so yeah. So it really wasn't on them. I mean, it's no, just it wasn't either one of them. The, the officials were not using the clock correctly. That's what happened in those in both those instances. That's what I was told. So that's why Saban was mad. He wasn't that's mad why at his he players. Was he was mad at the at the officials. Correct. Correct. Okay. Because I knew he was livid about something. <laughs> I was like, man, Alabama's never had a delay game out after a kickoff. You know, I just hey, and I'll say this. Work. I'll say this. I, I want to be. I want to be fair. You know, we bashed the officials last week. I thought the Alabama-Tennessee game was one of the better officiated games of the entire season. Yeah, I agree. It was. Then I didn't uh, have any problems with it. Yeah. Yeah, Steven, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, Chris, just, learn how to yeah. slide. Uh, sliding is overrated because you, you lose – when you slide, you lose like three yards – because they're going to they gonna put you down three yards before your slide ends. I'd rather yeah. you die forward. Die forward and you right. and you get uh, – so I think sliding is a little overrated. Bryce ain't going to take no big lick because he's so agile and quick. I, yeah. I ain't, I'm not worried about Bryce taking a lick because he's going to avoid those. Right. But, and uh, he stood in there one and got hit hard on a, on a touchdown pass. I think that was a couple weeks ago, though, but, I mean – and I think we're I think we're selling Bryce a little short on how tough that kid is. He is. I mean, I, is. we act like he can't take a hit. I mean, the dude played at, at a big time high school in California against Division One prospects. I'm sure he got hit a bunch. Yeah, he's. And I know it's not tough. the SEC, but I mean, it's one of the closest things you can get and not be, you know, in, in Division One football. So I think Bryce is probably a lot tougher than what people think. I know he's slightly built, but. Uh, I have I have confidence that Bryce can take some licks, and I don't want him to get hit, obviously. But no. uh, he he's quick enough, he's smart enough, he makes good decisions. Uh, I I'm glad we finally saw a game where he was relying on his feet to make plays for the offense, and well, and I think you tweeted it out during the game that that you know he's he's finally decided to start using his feet. Watch out, college football. You're right, yeah. Jake. Yeah. It's a uh, he it's it's a totally different animal going to be you know for, for for opposing defenses to defend Alabama if Bryce Young is, is willing to run the football, and that's why you know and as a Bama fan of course I want us to win out and get to the championship game but that's why I want to see an offensive team like Alabama face a Georgia because yeah me too Georgia I mean I don't. This weekend, maybe you you'll have Florida, but Emory Jones. Look, let me. I, I know does, where you're going with this. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. The only quarterback that uh, Georgia is going to face that's a legitimate SEC quarterback mm-hmm. the remainder of the season is Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I he's I, they haven't played anybody. That has a quarterback, and I'm not taking away anything from Kirby Smart and Georgia's defense. They got yeah. dudes all over the field. They're really good, but they have not played anybody that can put any stress on a defense. No, you have said multiple times if Bo Nitz could accurately throw a pass consistently. I mean, if, he was he was if, chewing up that that secondary a little bit. Well, but, and dudes drop yeah. passes. There was two drops that would have been huge plays. Yeah, uh, I, I I think I think. The Georgia defense is great. I do too. But I'm not willing to crown them champs just because they play great defense against mediocre quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Jake, there's not going to be a team in this country that's going to line up with them and try to run the football as well as Alabama can. That's right. Yeah. And so I, I just, I just, I feel like Georgia's, and look, it's fine. I think they should be number one right now. They I deserve agree. to be number one right now. But uh, I, I want to see them play a quarterback that actually can, you know, complete a forward pass on a consistent basis. Right. I mean, uh, who hasn't held Clemson to zero touchdowns? I mean, it's just. <laughs> I mean, I think I've seen Clemson at one point this year was the only FBS school not to score 20 points. Yeah, against, against a Power yes. 5 team. Yeah. I mean, that's awful. 
It's bad. They're bad. So, so I mean, and, and you only scored ten with JT Daniels against them. Yeah. See, that, that's my thing about Georgia. Um, look, Georgia's not beating Alabama with Stetson Bennett. I don't know. We already seen that. We already seen how that show played out. Uh, I'm just I, look, I, and maybe that's the, the arrogant Alabama fan in me. And and I like the Stetson Bennett story. I think it's a great story. But Stetson Bennett is not beating Alabama. Unless Alabama helps them. I'm talk- right. And see, when I talk like this, I'm talking if both teams play up to their abilities, Bryce Young is going to outduel Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, I mean, who the, the best defense that Georgia plays this year is probably going to be Alabama. Yeah, sure. And by, and by the way, by the way, Florida held Kentucky to less yards than what Georgia did. So people are talking about well they beat Kentucky. So what? Right. I mean, yeah. I, I just they they haven't played an offense that's going to stretch the field. That's got a that's got a running game that can threaten them. So uh, I just I just feel like uh, people need to slow the roll a little bit with with how spectacular this Georgia defense is, and it's really good. It I is. mean, it's. And here and here's and here's why I'm saying this, and I can say this because it happened to us. How great was our what was it, 2015 or 2016 defense, whatever year it was, that it was, mm-hmm. you know, as good as any defense I've ever seen. Yeah. What happened when we played Deshaun Watson? He chewed us up. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I don't care how great a defense you got in the modern era of college football. When you play an elite quarterback who's got elite playmakers and skill players. They're gonna they're gonna score points on you, Jake. Georgia's not gonna hold Alabama to thirty points or less. They're just not going to. And are do you think that that Stetson Bennett can get to thirty five or forty against Alabama's defense? I don't think so. No. So I just I I just I I think people are too enamored by Georgia's defense because this isn't twenty eleven. This isn't two thousand nine. This ain't two thousand five. This is twenty twenty one. And it's it's a little different error. So I, I just feel like that needed to be said. Uh, and and like I said, it's not me being an arrogant Alabama fan because look what happened to Alabama when they had that great defense and they played Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson lit him lit him up. Mm-hmm. So I just yep. I, it's just a fact uh, when you got an elite quarterback, really good skill players, they're going to outdo a, a good defense or even a great defense. I mean, look what happened to that defense the same year against Chad Kelly at Ole Miss. Yeah. Alabama was able to come back and win that game, but they got out to like a twenty-four to three lead in that game. Yeah, because yeah. they had they had elite playmakers on the outside and a really good quarterback. Yeah. So I just I think people need to slow the roll a little bit with this with this Georgia defense talk because this ain't this isn't you know fifteen years ago. <laughs> right. Right. But uh, I agree. But before we wrap it up, Jack, let's talk a little bit about the games this weekend that are going on. Just a couple. Uh, Florida and Georgia are playing in, in uh, you know, in Jacksonville this weekend. The biggest Go- cartel party ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah w- whatever that means. But uh, <laughs> yeah, for, Jack, how stupid is it that, that Florida and Georgia played a neutral site game? That I, I hate it. It ought to be a home and home series. Yeah, oh, that's that's and just dumb. It is. But it uh, is. but. I, I got Georgia. I think I think Florida may can keep it close for just a little bit, but uh, uh, Georgia's too strong. Uh, Florida's. I don't. I'm not sure what they're doing at the quarterback position, uh, but uh, I, I'm going. I'm going with Georgia to win by 14 to 17 points. Yeah, Georgia. You know they're like I said. Florida's issue is quarterback right now. I mean, they he he. You know, Dan Mullen will not commit on a quarterback. He just says we we're going to play a quarterback. Well, you've got to. He's one of the positions on the field. You know, so I don't understand what he means by that. But if they, I don't think they're going to have a chance. But they'll have a better chance with AR fifteen. Agree. And, I agree. You know, so I, I and at this point you have nothing to lose anymore because you're. I'm you're, with I you. Think, let him play. You know, let him play. I mean, you got four losses already. I think. Right. And yeah, and open the playbook, were, man. Right, yeah. If you lose two more games, you're on that fringe of not getting a bowl game, and you're at Florida. You know, Florida. That's you're not going. You're not going to be set pretty next year. That seat's going to be a little hot. So let AR fifteen play. Emma Jones probably transfer. Him to go to like Southern Miss or something like that. That's fine. But AR fifteen gives you the best chance to win. 
Well, well that Jake, and like you mentioned, he, he he's going to be on the hot seat, but mm-hmm. it's better to be on the hot seat with a quarter, a young quarterback that, that people can see that has a bright future. Right. And, and people are done with Emory Jones. That's just, I mean, yeah. it is what it is. They've right. seen all they need to see from Emory Jones. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's time to let AR 15 have his day. And, you know, if he throws a few picks against Georgia and you lose the game, you're not beating Georgia anyway. So, I let the kid play. Give give the fans something to look forward to. And not not with Todd Grantham as your defense coordinator, you're not going to win it. <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm going to say this. They've played better this year than what they I have. thought they would. They have. But, uh, but you know, they're not, uh, they're not, they're not elite. an elite defense, no. But uh, – Let's see another game in the SEC. That was one I was going to ask about. Oh, Ole Miss and Auburn. Mm-hmm. That's a tricky game, Jake. It's a Jordan Hare at night, and you know it's it, it scares me to death. As and bad I, as I, I hate to say it, Auburn. I think Auburn's going to win. And, and I was telling Stephen, you know, my, uh, on the other show uh, that I do, you know. And Auburn's Auburn's playing great, and if they if they're nine and three going into you know the Alabama game, and we go there, and it's a night game, and that juju, it's it's not setting up good for Alabama. So I need A and M to beat them, and I need Ole Miss to beat them, so I don't have to worry about that too much. But like you said, it has well, all the I'll, making. To I'll feel. say this: I think I think they'll lose to one of the two. Yeah. So I just, but then they still only got two losses right now, though. Yeah, but that would give them three, and uh, they're out of the hunt to win the SEC West. Yeah, but if they – I still feel like it's going to come down to Auburn, Alabama, and that scares the <laughs> it, crap it, out of me. It could. Uh, I dread that. I know. I picked <laughs> Ole Miss, so, but, I mean, the Juju, Auburn Jesus, all that good crap, it, it just feels like it, it's destined for an Auburn victory. Yeah, it it feels like one of those games where Bo Nix plays out of his mind and, and Auburn gets the win. Uh, yeah. a, a sneaky I, game, Jake. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to ask you, talking about an SEC game, I, the SEC network left the 11 o'clock slot open but has moved the Missouri-Vandy game during the Georgia-Florida game. How, they are trying to – I mean, nobody's going to watch it anyway, but that just right. shows you how they feel about both. You know that game; it may yeah. have ten, it may have ten viewers total. <laughs> the players' parents will be watching. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, Vandy, bless her heart. They uh, they're just they got a long road ahead of them. <laughs> All right, my my sneaky. I'm not going to call for an upset, but it wouldn't surprise me if the upset happens here. Kentucky at Mississippi State. Ooh, Mike Leach is known. For getting one every year that he yeah. shouldn't get. Yep. He might have gotten it already against Texas AM, but he could do it again. So uh that that's my sleeper pick for for a possible upset. I like that because it, it that also is a game that has the feel of, you know, Kentucky's coming off a bye and you know, may they may have may may just be like, you know, come out flat and yeah. And in that, you know, if you get down, I don't think Kentucky's the type of team that can that can rally back from a right, right. 14, 21 point, you know, deficit. Yeah. They they have to have a lead and sustain a lead throughout the whole game. Yeah. So if Mike Leach and them get up, you know, twenty one to ten, and it's late in the third quarter, they may pull the upset for sure. Yeah. All right. A couple games outside the SEC before we wrap tonight's show up. Uh. Well, I just had him pulled up. Texas at Baylor. I think Baylor's going to win this. I, I mean, I like Shark and B. John Robinson is a dude at running back, but I mean Baylor. I, the advice for for you guys, let you know, let Texas get up by like twenty five, you know, thirty <laughs> points, and then y'all just storm back in the fourth quarter and win because they right. can't hold a lead. But yeah. I think Baylor, Baylor's look, Dave, Dave Miranda's got them guys playing, looking really good. So Yeah. It, it, with a loss, Texas would drop to 4-4 four and four on the season. Wow. That's insane to think about. <laughs> All right. Now a battle between two undefeated teams in the state of Michigan. Michigan at Michigan State. 
picked uh, Michigan State because it's at East Lansing. I think that's going to give them just just a, a little an advantage. But Michigan, you know, Harbaugh seems like he's finally got a quarterback for his system. They've got a really good running attack. But defensively, Michigan State is really good this year. I've watched a couple of their games, and they look really well. So um, I think Michigan State probably wins by like a field goal. So that's uh, Jake. I feel the exact same way. I think the home field advantage is just enough for. For, for Michigan State to get get a win there against Michigan. I think that's going to be the game of the week. I think that's going to be a fantastic football game. I do too. And what time and, is that game? Oh, uh, I imagine that's the primetime game, I imagine. I bet so. So No, no I bet it is. Uh, are they going to East Lansing? I guarantee it will be the 11 o'clock game. Nope. Yep. It's 11 o'clock on Fox. Yep. That's so – that that'd be good. That'd be a good one to wake up to and drink your coffee while you're watching because it's the early game. Well, I probably will miss that game because I think we're taking the kids to the pumpkin patch tomorrow. So, <laughs> oh man, well, it's all right. Well, we'll keep you updated. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I got my phone on me. <laughs> yeah. Do Do you think Penn State has a chance against Ohio State? Nah, I, I don't think they do either. I mean, no. a lot of people think after they look so bad. But how embarrassing is that? That you go into nine overtimes. And you still only score a combined 38 points between the two teams. That's pretty sad. <laughs> I mean, that oh. – And it was Illinois, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, that yeah. Was, and, and I think Clifford come back for that game, but he didn't – I think he's still a little banged up. So, uh, Ohio, Ohio State's probably going to Yeah, Ohio State's playing their best football this season right now. So, yeah, uh, I, expect, I expect them to, to handle Penn State pretty easily. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, that's going to wrap up uh, the live show for tonight. Uh, make sure you head on over to betonline.ag for all your online sports betting needs. Use the promo code BELIEVE50 for that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel today, whether that's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you find great podcasts, you can find the Tide Talk Podcast. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, really appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Appreciate the comment section and the chat being open and, and everybody uh, jumping in there. So, had a lot of fun. We'll do it again real soon. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.